I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. America's Voice of Reason. Boyd Matheson on Utah's home for elevated conversation. Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Well, the headlines, of course, are around high prescription drug prices, high hospital costs, nursing strikes dominating the headlines in the U.S. when it comes to health care. Uh, a lot of negative things happening and a lot of frustration, I think, with so many people across the country. Those are the headlines. Some of the solutions being proposed from the upper echelons of our government include price caps and subsidies and more transparency. But we want to go beyond all the headlines and all the politics of it today, uh, because what are we not talking about when it comes to fixing our broken health care system? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day. Think again. Well, it's time to think again when it comes to medicine and health care and to help us do that today. We're really thrilled to have joining us in studio, Dr. Joseph Jar- Jarvis, who's an occupational medicine specialist. He's also the author of The Purple World, Healing the Harm in American Healthcare, and most recently, For the Hurt of My People, Original Conservatism and Better, Simpler Healthcare. Uh, Dr. Javers, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me in. Uh, so let's start with uh, just some common sense, a common sense case. We like to get to that around here. We think that's a good thing. Uh, so often we hear that healthcare is just too complicated, which is a way for a lot of people in Washington to say, we're not going to do anything and we're going to make you believe we can't do anything. Yes, healthcare is too complicated. Uh, and in fact, our biggest argument with our group called Common Sense Healthcare for Utah is that it should be better. Healthcare should be better and it should be simpler. Mm. And if it were those two things, it would be a lot less expensive. Actually, high quality healthcare does not cost more. Mm. It costs less. Mm. There's good evidence to suggest that if we were to do things right the first time with every patient, consistently following what clinical science has already taught us, we would have far fewer complications and far more healthy people and far less expense. But beyond that, if instead of financing healthcare through arcane rules in 1,800 different payers with a business model that's more about how to make money than actually take care of patients, if we were to not require prior authorizations and, in fact, simplify the financing of care, we would save $600 billion a year across the country, which translates into a Six billion in Utah, and with that we could power, we could finance the care of our, everybody who doesn't get care now. Yeah, oh, and so many important components within that. And so let's let's start with that simplification model. Uh, what's the first thing we've got to simplify 
to get those better results and, again, a reduction in cost, which is a natural byproduct of, as you said, doing it the right way. The health insurance business model is all about not actually financing care, but how to not finance it. Mm. An insurance company, generally for profit in the United States, the bottom line this quarter is what drives their decisions. And what they try to do is staff up so that they can find more creative ways of benefit denial. Mm. One of those would be prior authorization, which is all the rage right now. People are talking about it. Physicians are fed up. They know what they're supposed to do for their patients. They know what clinical science suggests. Uh, They actually try to do it. They refer their patients for these studies. And then because there was no prior authorization granted for the financing, their patients can't get that done. This makes physicians have what's referred to as moral injury. They know how to take care of somebody. They've trained for years to do it. They want to take care of people, but they have to stand by and watch them suffer because they're not allowed to take care of them. To do that costs a lot of money. That is the benefit denial. Mm. What we're suggesting is let us remove those excessive overhead costs. We run an overhead, a, a financing system with an overhead of 30%, and there's a mirror image overhead in the physician's office trying right. to bill to get paid. Our suggestion is let's simplify all that. Yeah. Since we know what clinical science suggests, let's just go ahead and do it. Yeah. Most doctors want to do the right thing for their patients. We should let them do it. Yeah. If we were to do that, again, the savings could be as much as $6 billion in Utah out of a $28 billion per year health economy. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, Uh, so interesting. Uh, So many of the the doctors and physicians and people that I talk to uh, they're so exhausted because they have to continue to staff up, uh, not for better care, but for better processing, better organization, better dealing with the the labyrinth that is the current system, rather than focusing on the patient, the best treatment, and the right healthcare outcome. You know, every family has a story about this. Mm. We, one of the things that we're trying to do is get people to stand up and tell us their story. We invite them to come to our website at. Uh, commonsensehealthcareutah.org and record their story. Either write it down and send it to us or actually do a a video, a selfie, and tell us their story. Because if we tell each other our stories, we'll begin to understand why it is that we all feel so health insecure. Mm. This is kind of gripping the nation now. Uh, Everybody knows that they're at risk, that they might lose the benefit because of a prior authorization that wasn't followed or a surprise bill they thought they were in network and they weren't or some other arcane thing that they didn't anticipate. And that's the people with insurance. Most people going into bankruptcy these days are going into bankruptcy because of medical debt, Mm. 
And most of the people who are going into medical debt bankruptcy had insurance mm. when they went into medical debt. We need to fix that. Yeah. And you know what? We can. Yeah. And and we have to. Uh, and uh, I love your use of the term health insecurity and the fact that a vast majority of people who do have insurance still have that anxiety, still have that stressor hanging over them, uh, not to mention those who don't have insurance or who have you know nominal insurance or just catastrophic insurance. Uh, that's an interesting component, I think, in terms of anxiety and stress levels around the country and here in the state of Utah uh, is just having that mindset of, am I really covered? Will this really work? If this happens, what do I do? And again, whether you're insured or not insured, the anxiety and stress is there. It is, absolutely. Uh, the Utah Foundation did a study of voters' concerns and published it in 2020. And like most of the years, the 15 years beforehand, the number one issue was health care costs. Mm. They found in 2020, looking back to the decade between 2008 and 2018, mm. that premiums rose 40%, deductibles 74%. Those rise in out-of-pocket costs for Utahns created a situation where Utahns out-of-pocket costs for health care were eighth highest in the nation. Mm. That average was $2,800 out-of-pocket costs per man, woman, and child in Utah. There were 429,000 Utahns in 2018 who couldn't get needed care because they couldn't afford it. They couldn't pay their deductible. I mean, how many families can yeah. pay a $2,800 deductible? Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a lot yeah. who, who who fail at that. Uh, at 429,000 Utahns not mm-hmm. getting the care they need, those are diabetics who, mm-hmm. who languish, who have increasing complications, some of whom die. We had a person come to our press conference recently at this at the state uh, capitol and tell us the story of a 39-year-old asthmatic mm. who couldn't afford the care she needed when she had an asthma exacerbation during one of the, the terrible air days, air yeah. pollution days in Utah, and she took herself out of the hospital before she should and died that night because mm. of asthma, a disease we know how to treat. Yeah. We have a rising death rate in the United States due to asthma when we know how to treat it. Yeah. Why? Because mm. of how we do business in healthcare. Our group, Common Sense Healthcare for Utah, our group exists to change how we do healthcare business. Yeah, well, and it is time to change that conversation. And we all have to stay curious of how we got where we are, how we get out of where we are, uh, and really opening up, putting everything on the table in terms of doing it different. Again, you can check it out at commonsensehealthcareutah.org is the website. And uh, Dr. Joseph Jarvis, we appreciate your perspective today. This is a crucial conversation that we we can no longer be distracted by shiny objects and a lot of political stuff. Uh, this is a conversation we have to get to, and we appreciate you joining us and sharing that today. Thanks for having me. All right. Uh, some great insight there from Dr. Joseph Jarvis. Uh, and again, commonsensehealthcareutah.org. You can go and check that out and, and raise your voice, share your story, because we can have a conversation. Does government have a role? Of course. Uh, private sector have a role? Of course. Doctors, physicians have a role? Of course. Let's figure out all the best things to simplify because then that increases the quality of the care, uh, reduces the cost, and produces the results and the outcomes that make it better for all of us and makes our community safer, stronger, and better. And that's a conversation worth having. We'll be right back. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish 
changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.